Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. This video is brought to you by Devout Decals, makers of reusable Catholic art for your home altar, your bedroom, and your home classroom. Francis has spoken a good game these past decade of wanting to prevent any future Ted McCarrick's from soiling the church, from these wicked men who should never have been admitted to the priesthood, from doing their evil work and destroying the lives of so many people, before, especially of the most vulnerable. Francis has spoken a good game about that. He has launched investigations into these kinds of problems, often in America, and often we, in hindsight, wonder if there was not an ideological reason for that. But the reality of Francis has been Sadly, and in hindsight, again, unsurprisingly, that he has a track record of hiding priests himself and of hiding bishops who have been accused of these things himself. And, of course, of promoting bishops who have a track record of sweeping these kinds of problems under the rug. He does this himself, shamelessly. He just did it with Cardinal Fernandez, who himself was said when he was appointed to the Dicastery for the Doctrine of the Faith that he had himself swept a great many of these kind of problems quietly under the rug, hoping that nobody would notice. It's a sad reality that we face in the church today, where the man the world sees as Pope has himself undermined the authority of the church by such a simple administrative detail and part of his job that it has caused enormous damage to the standing of the church in the world. Not so much in the eyes of the world. The church is standing in the eyes of the world at this stage of history. May not matter that much. Rather, he has done enormous damage in the eyes of the faithful, many of whom have had their faith undermined enormously by these kinds of wicked men and callers. And, of course, the failure of Roman pontiffs going back 50 years to do anything meaningful about it. And he has done it again. This time in South America. So we go to CathCon for this headline. Friend of Francis ratified as bishop despite accusation of evil deeds. The church ratifies Lorazabel as bishop of Mar del Plata in the face of rumors of complaints of various evil deeds. This is, of course, par for the course for Pacapapa Francis. He has a long track record of pointing wicked men to the Episcopate and sidelining good bishops. We've watched over the last several years numerous good bishops get sidelined for their high crime of speaking out against heterodoxy coming from Rome, or heresy coming from Rome. From pointing out, sometimes in maybe imprudential terms, that you are to follow Jesus instead of those who preach heresy. They paid the price for it, losing their offices, losing their offices slash apartments in the Vatican, losing their entire post, whether it was in Tyler, Texas, or Puerto Rico, or any number of other places. Since 2013, Francis has removed 25 bishops from their various places of ministry, often for standing up for the faith, or of being on the wrong side of the political aisle inside the church on various hot-button topics. That is what he has done. Meanwhile, he is 
promoted numerous wicked men, and I have a handful of them here for you. Example, Cardinal Fernandez. He was accused of sweeping McCarrick priests and their troubles under the rug back when he was just an archbishop in Argentina. He also was, despite having been that person, he also helped ghostwrite Amoris Laetitia for Francis. Francis knew him very well, very personally. One of the first acts he did when he ascended the throne of Peter in 2013 was to make now Cardinal Fernandez a bishop. That was one of his first official acts. Another example, the Chilean bishop Juan Bados accused of hiding McCarrick-type priests in 2018. This made international news when Francis gave him a promotion. That didn't seem to stop Francis from appointing him as a bishop. Another example, here in the United States, Brooklyn Bishop Nicholas DiMarzio. He was chosen to investigate these kinds of problems, priests who were accused of being like Ted McCarrick, when he himself had been accused of hiding these kinds of priests. That made national news. Francis didn't care. Or about the case of Bishop Strickland? No, Bishop Strickland has never been anybody. No one has ever said that about Bishop Strickland, to my knowledge. Rather, during his apostolic visitation, the bishops who investigated the condition of his diocese, who went in with their report practically written already, who spoke openly while they were visiting him of who would replace him because the outcome of that investigation was predetermined, the bishops who did that were bishops who had gotten in trouble in their dioceses for sweeping these kind of problems under the rug. Francis has a clear track record. Not only does he not take the problem seriously, he does worse than that. He actually rewards those bishops who tried to keep the problem under wraps in their diocese with cushy jobs or cushy virtual jobs like the bishops who investigated Strickland. Well, good priests and good bishops get punished for daring to want to offer the same liturgy that was offered in the Roman West going back to antiquity, or wanting to teach the same things that our forebearers taught in the faith, or daring to stand up against errors coming from Rome. And Francis has promoted another one of these guys. We can add this new bishop to the tally of those he has protected. Back to the article, quote, Looking ahead to his inauguration on January 20th, questions arise in the local diocese about his appointment and the protocol to be applied. The Catholic Church has supported Monsignor Gustavo Manuel Razabal as the new Bishop of Mar del Plata and dismissed the complaints that rose against him in recent hours for alleged cases of harassment and misuse of power, reducing them to simple rumors. The Apostolic Nunciature in Argentina issued a brief statement in which it announced that, quote, The Holy Father and the Holy See have full confidence in the person of Lada Zabal. We regret the rumors that circulate and ha that have no basis. They indicated in the text of just two sentences. The complaints against Larazabal set off alarms inside the church in Mar del Plata and the country due to alleged crimes committed between 2007 and 2013 that only came to light in the last few hours. According to what was announced, the person things were done to is a woman from Mar del Plata who has lived in the autonomous city of Buenos Aires for years and works in an organization linked to the church. His appointment as the new bishop of Mar del Plata began to raise questions in the context of the policy to combat the offenses involving sins of the flesh that Francesco has entrusted, end quote. I suppose we should be thankful, I guess, that this involved a, a woman who was an adult instead of some of the other things we've heard in recent years. I guess it's still abominable. It's still evil. And this person should not be in the episcopate, should have been forced into retirement and maybe forced to find another job of some kind. 
at the very least, if not put into a cell somewhere in Vatican City, whether the Vatican has the proper means of containing people for long periods of time or not is an issue that should be addressed given the gravity of these kinds of problems and how systemic they appear to be. These problems go back many, many decades and are likely the result at the very least of bishops playing fast and loose with the moral, moral teachings of the church, as well as the work of women like Bella Dodd, who were purposely putting men unfit for the priesthood into the seminaries, men either who were unfit because of moral concerns or because they were actual adherents of the hammer and sickle ideology who are trying to undermine the church. She put both kinds of men in the church, and she wasn't the only one. In fact, records from, from uh, the Cold War indicate that the adversary of the West in that conflict purposely did that kind of work and instigated that kind of work, as well as to help push liberation theology in South America back as far as the 1920s. They had been targeting the church since essentially the beginning of their regime. And now we reap the whirlwind for their work and for the church's unwilling the church's unwillingness to deal with the problem as it arose. Now, that excerpt from that article mentioned a new policy that something Francis had implemented to prevent future Ted McCarrick priests from being a problem in the church. Keep in mind his habit of promoting men who've hidden their activities of those kinds of priests in the past, whether these are bishops who may have been done these things themselves or who swept the problem under the rug. You know, quietly shuttling priests between uh, dioceses between you know other bishops who thought like them who maybe took a priest who had done the allegedly done these kind of things from an urban parish to a, a rural parish far far away where there were fewer prying eyes to look into things this has been a problem a massive problem the policy that wasn't put in place was meant to be far-reaching but it also protects the privacy of everyone involved until due process has been observed and allegations proven to be true or false and on paper that's not a bad thing i mean certainly we respect it's a, not just an American value, but a Catholic value to presume someone is innocent until they've been proven guilty. It's already a fact also that a priest who faces such accusations, are of, they can never recover from it if they are found innocent because of how widely publicized the news gets. The media will determine someone's guilt or innocence before process has actually gone through. So having that, the, that part protected on paper makes sense, but then there's the flip side of it. All they really have to say is that there's an, on, an investigation ongoing, sideline the priest for some time, quietly dismiss everything, and then reassign him. That's happened. <sighs> and what do you do? Because you have to have a process that protects the privacy of priests, because once a priest is accused of this stuff, tr speak, traditionally speaking, his career is largely over, unless, of course, they don't publicize it. So what do you do? But that's where we are. Francis has, a, has appointed another bishop who has misused his power to sweep aside these accusations and has, has himself apparently had a, had a taste for the ladies and used his office to do so, which means he's violated his vows. He's acted in ways like that are horrifyingly un, unbecoming of a bishop, and he got promoted again. Francis is around much longer. Maybe the guy will get a job in the Roman Curia next. Are you surprised by this turn of events? Are you surprised by this story? I'm not surprised. This stuff has happened so many times at this point that it's almost just another story. Even though stories like this should grab the attention of every good Catholic out there. Regardless of whether you think Francis is great or not, this is one of those things that should appall anybody, but it doesn't. We've become numb to it. Let me know what you think of this in the comments, please. 
Hit like and subscribe if you haven't. It does help. As does sharing this on social media. That helps a lot, too. As always, pray for the church. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.